Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. I'm Anthony Toma, your host, uh, along with my co-host, Esti Elias. We're here today with Monica Yatuma. She uh, was up for Oakland County Commission. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out, uh, but we learned a lot. We uh, figured out a lot and made a lot of friends, uh, people in high places, and you're here to tell us a little bit about that journey and, uh, and uh, shed some light on the whole process and, and everything else that's going on in the political realm. So welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, you want to start off with uh, introducing yourself and kind of just talking about uh, uh, the, the race. Yeah, for sure. So like Anthony said, my name is Monica Yatuma. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a mom. And so that's how I got here. I ended up running for the Oakland County Commission. And it was a wonderful race. It was uh, an uphill battle from the start. <clears throat> and it was a challenge that I was, uh, that I happily accepted because I knew what was at stake and what was on the line. So I was happy to do it. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, but uh, very important life lessons learned. Learned a lot of wonderful things. I met a lot of wonderful people. And uh, it's definitely just the start of a new chapter in my life, I would say. Very cool. Yeah. And what, what afforded you that, that the chapter in your life? Like what, what, what made you spring into action? Yeah, so, you know, by nature, I'm not a person that can be told what to do. If you try to tell me what to do, it's just, just it, I'm going to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. So when things started getting a little crazy with COVID, you know, in the beginning, nobody really knew what it was. So we did what we were scary. told. Yeah, it was very scary. We did what we Especially were told. with children in the house. Yeah. And, you know, grandparents, yeah, definitely yeah. children. And so it's a scary part, right? It was kind of like a roller coaster. Then we got into the part of the ride where we hit mandates. <laughs> And so at first I was like, oh, okay, no big deal. They're not really going to mandate this stuff. But then oh, came the vaccines then the mm -hmm. mask mandates. And so we went through all that with the state, which you guys know, you guys lived it too. Mm -hmm. And so they lifted all the mandates, but they didn't lift them for the kids mm -hmm. and the schools, which right. means zero cents. Zero. Yeah. And so I was already on edge with everything that was going on. And then that hit. And I thought, you know what? This is unfair. Yeah. They're kids. They're not going to say anything. They come home and tell me, Mom, I have a headache today. Or, Mom, my stomach hurts today. Mom, I can't keep wearing this mask. I can't breathe. And I thought, this is not okay. So I already had a group of friends and a bunch of people that I would talk to about it. And I said, guys, we can't just keep complaining about it. We've got to do something. And so that's what birthed Parents Against Mandates. So we started this group, and everybody was mad and wanted to get involved. And so we had to get organized. And so we had to figure out, who do we need to talk to about this? So we were told, you go talk to your commissioners because they hire and fire the health officer mm -hmm. and they fund the health department. Great. We did that. I got about 1,500 parents. Um, a few of us did. And we went to this meeting and talked to them. And we just, we weren't happy with how much they weren't doing. Yeah. So, you know, we kept on and I worked with different legislators, um, some senators and um, some commissioners were great, but some of them were not. And so ultimately, I didn't feel like my opponent was doing anything. And so that's how I ended up running for commission. And I remember I told her, I said, if you don't do something and stand up for these conservative values and for these kids, we're going to find somebody to run against you. Not thinking at the time that that somebody was going to be me. Right, um, right. Yeah. Because I never in a million years thought that I would ever get into politics because I knew it was a pain in the butt. I worked yep. on the Clint Casto campaign wow. and I left that campaign and said, never again. Yeah. Never again. But Clint, grueling. Yes. Clint does it well, and God bless him, but I said never again. Mm 
And so, but here I am. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's how I ended up running. Maybe it's meant to be. Yeah. That you yeah, are. Maybe. <laughs> Tell us more about your background, like your upbringing or like your professional background, because I think it speaks so much to like just the badass woman that you are. <laughs> Thanks. So um, I grew up three girls, no boys. So my dad was hell bent on, I'm going to treat him like a boy. They're going to play sports. It's not going to be any different. And so we did that. I actually played travel hockey growing up. Amazing. Yeah. Basketball, volleyball. Really? Yeah, I was an athlete growing up. Mm -hmm. And I was super competitive. And I, for whatever reason, I, I turned out to be very ambitious. I went to school at Oakland University. I'm like, oh, I don't want to take two, four years to finish college. So I took extra classes, classes, finished in three years. Mm. The plan was law school. So I started. See that yeah, you. yeah. So U of D is where I was going. I was set to go. We're getting ready to get started. And then my husband, well, my boyfriend at the time proposed. Yeah. Mm. And so we had the conversation like, is this really worth it? Law school is expensive. And it was going to, you know, put me in debt. I said, you know what? Let's try something else. If it doesn't work, I'll go. I can always go back to law school. Yeah. Anyways, ended up getting into sales. It's a medical device rep for a long time. And so, um, you know, the ambitious me was like, I don't want to keep working for people, making them all this money. I, I want to keep this money for myself because I'm out there working for it. Yeah. So I left and I started my own company. Mm -hmm. And my husband, Randy, obviously helped a lot financially. Definitely. I couldn't have done it without him. What's the name of the company? It's called Metro Detroit Medical Waste. Mm -hmm. And we service, we now service the entire state. We're all over the whole state. That's incredible. Yeah. And so any healthcare facilities that have medical waste, and not just healthcare facilities, think like tattoo parlors, anywhere that uses needles. Wow. So our drivers will go and pick up the bins, switch them out, and that's what we do. That's amazing. When did you start that? So we started that about uh, a little over 10 years ago now. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. And you still run it like part-time or full-time? No, full-time. Um, Randy is more of the face now because when I started it, I was pregnant with my third. So... Um, I was the face in the beginning. I had to teach him everything because you're talking about a guy that came from liquor stores, right? Yeah. He didn't know how to get in the corporate world yeah. and talk sales and all that. So I taught him all that and he was great at it. And so he took it and ran with it. And so I slowly kind of moved into the background of things. But in the last couple of years, I've, I've kind of been the face again and try to get out and, you know, obviously grow the company. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. So during COVID, that's when you were really inspired to make change. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't ever, so here's the thing, and we're all Chaldean, right? We know what our parents went through to come here. Yeah. And uh, I certainly don't think they wanted it to be wasted on our kids or their grandchildren, right? That's for sure. They want us to be able to take what they gave us mm -hmm. and hand it to our kids. Mm -hmm. And so I honestly felt in my heart that I couldn't do that with everything that was going on. At first I thought, oh, it's just a mask mandate. Oh. And then the vaccine mandate came out. And then I kind of saw the baby steps that they were taking to slowly take control over our day-to-day -day lives. Yeah. And I thought, okay, this isn't okay. Because the second we give up certain rights, what a lot of people don't realize is we don't get them back, right? Just yeah. like mm -hmm. inflation. Once those prices go up, they're not coming down. I agree. Yeah. So I was like, holy cow, we got to get in front of this. And so we had enough people that wanted to get involved and do that. And so that's how the movement started. Yeah. Love. Anthony loves mask mandates. They're yeah. like one well, of his favorite. Yeah, that's my stuff. That's my stuff. I wear the uh, one with the two respirators on it. Oh, my gosh. I went to Kroger once and I saw the, this guy was like in a whole scoop outfit. Yeah. I mean, he had the mask. I thought to myself, oh, my. And it's sad. The poor think, guy, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's so brainwashed. Like, what do you think COVID's going to do? Come down and kill you? I mean, yeah. people well, are early so on, we thought it might. They are now. More. You know, early on, they were, sh were showing, you know, little 
shots in J- Japan, uh, Ch- China, where people were just falling over in the streets. Yeah. It was like, right. it was like they were really hitting us with it. So yeah. it was, it was scary at first, but then, scary. you know, then common sense started to set in back in and yes. like, what is this? You know, why, why, why would they tell us this when this is actually going on? Why would they keep this medicine from us when it's, it's actually yep. helping? Why would they do this? Why would they, you know, in the respirator, whole thing respirator. And then there was a million respirators on a ship. Yeah. That never made it to shore, and it's it's crazy. Wild, shit. didn't use yeah. or made. Yeah, thankfully yes. things have like calmed down. I feel like and slightly back to normal. Um, but what is so, like your monkeypox are coming though? Yeah, so monkeypox just declared a global pandemic last week. Yeah. yeah, what is your concern right now with like I can see your big why is protecting your children and making sure they have like the best life possible. So yeah. what's your big concern now? So my big concern now is that they got the ball the ball rolling with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. So this yep. is kind of like they were testing the waters to see, okay, how much of a power grab can we make here? How much yep. how many people can we get to listen and how much can we divide these people on this issue? Because we're so divisive right now. Yeah. We've never been so divided. And so they got a taste for it and they thought, huh kind of worked you know you did it yeah so they deserve credit really they really do they play they, they laid out a plan really and they're they executed smart. yeah they're smart yeah, they're, they're smart yeah they're they're playing chess yeah. and we're playing checkers out it's here. genius and i say mm-hmm. that and um obviously as i got involved in politics i got involved as a republican because those values more aligned with mine mm-hmm. and so i say this all the time and i say if republicans don't get their shit together it's gonna we're gonna get to a point where they're gonna be very difficult to beat yeah because they're Big smart time. yeah they, what they do really well is they play the long game. They're yep. not looking at tomorrow. They're looking at five years from now. They're looking at 10 sure. years from now. And so we're always so reactive. Yeah. And that was a big part of Parents Against Mandates. I'm like, guys, we can't keep being reactive. We have to be yeah. proactive. So smart. Yeah. yeah. And be ready for this yeah. stuff to come. So now monkeypox is coming. And like you said, stuff, it's died down a little bit. It's a little more calm. Well, yeah, because we're up on an election year. Exactly. So November's going to roll around. They're going to take whatever seats they take. And then after that, it's right back to mandates or whatever they so. can do. Yeah, the fear. Mo- Listen, when you play on emotion and fear is an emotion, yeah. it works. And so that's why they ruled with that. Yeah. So when people are fearful, they adopt. And, and not just fearful, you take Christ out of society, which they've been working really hard to do. Oh, yeah. So Nuclear you cou- family dissolving yeah. exactly. families. So you couple that, you take Christ out of society, and people start to adopt irrational thinking. Mm-hmm. And the TV or CNN or whatever becomes their God or whatever they're being told to do. Yeah. And so that's a part of their plan, too, because if somebody doesn't have any, you know, beliefs or certain values or morals or they don't believe in a God, they're going to look for something or someone else to look up to and follow. That's a problem. Yes. So what do you see is like coming next? A lot of rest. (laughs) I'm exhausted. Um, I'm definitely not going anywhere. I know that. The one thing that the Democrats are really focused on are our kids. Because what they learned is, yep. mm-hmm. you know, if stubborn people like me in their way, yeah. they're starting to think, oh, shoot, we got to get them when they're younger, mm-hmm. when they're more impressionable, so that exactly. as they grow, they're already thinking the way we want them to think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't want people like me getting in front of them and trying to stop anything they're doing or starting any movements. And so, and, and my campaign, I don't even refer to it as a campaign. I almost look at, at it like it was a movement. Mm-hmm. Because you have me, who's never been in politics, and I, you know, I was just trying to really, truly make a difference. Not necessarily, I didn't have an agenda going into it. I just wanted to change everything that was happening. Mm-hmm. And so, what comes next? I don't know. But as far as on the parental rights front, I'm definitely going to remain an activist there. Yeah. That's not going anywhere. Um, is there a political future for me? 
I, I think so. And I think it's important to note that, you know, um, in my district, I took 40% of the vote, which mm-hmm. was for my first time. It's Amazing. Great. Yes. Huge accomplishment. Absolutely. It was great. The other thing, too, is um, politics is also a numbers game. So these elections, we look at the results, we look at the numbers, and we have to analyze the data. And so, you know, normally in my primary, we'd have about a 6,000 voter turnout, normally. 2020 was the biggest, and it was like 6,200. We had 9,200 come out and vote in this primary, which was, the district's a little bigger, but still it's a little abnormal. So just diving in and having some analysts look at it, we definitely had a lot of Democrat crossover votes. And so I want to mention this, and I want people to know about this because it's a tactic that they're using now to not only get in, you know, their their people into the positions that they want, but also to get in the Republican candidates that they want, that they want to try to face in the um, general election, excuse me. So they try to get the weaker Republican candidates through the primary, and so that way their candidates on the Democrat side can verse the weaker Republican. Yep. So that's another tactic they're using. Now, I know a lot of people are disheartened, they're sick of the fraud and this kind of stuff, but I, it, it's so important, and I really want to stress this, that you have to go out and vote. Mm-hmm. You have to. So we had a 9,200-person per turnout, which is high for our primary, but there's 65,000 constituents in the district. Yeah. Right. So it's, re- it's really a small number. Mm-hmm. So we can beat this, and we can beat what they're doing if we just get people to go out and vote. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I can definitely see like you have a future in politics. <laughs> I feel like this was just your warm up and probably you did so well with it. And yeah. so that's exciting. The, the support was like so overwhelming. I and mean, even now when I lost, people were people are more upset than me. Yeah, they're more upset than me. <laughs> I, you know, sure. I had a I had volunteers at every precinct on the day that, you know, on voting day. And um, they kept texting me and calling me like, man, all these people coming in here saying they're voting for you. Like we felt good. We yeah. thought this was going to be a good even if I lost, I thought I'm not going to lose by much. So, you know, I take it as a compliment yeah. that they had to go out of their way to beat me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and I still took 40% of the vote. So Amazing. it's still a win in my book. Yeah. And I still have all my great supporters. I'm not going to let them down. I don't ever want to. That's the thing that bothered me a little bit. I thought, gosh, really, a lot of people were excited about having me in there. They want to change. Yeah. And so for that, I'm sorry. I hope I, no one feels let down, but I will make it up and I'm not going anywhere. Believe me, I'm still here to guide and lead parents and fight this fight i'm not going anywhere so, so what, do, what do our what do you recommend that everyone does out there for the upcoming election we'll definitely go out and vote that's mm-hmm. that's super important yeah but you know i still talk to a lot of parents that are fearful to express their views mm-hmm. and so to that i say just you know don't be afraid their other side's not afraid right they're loud and proud and in your face yeah they're out there saying that we're extreme and we're killing people because, you know, we want masks to be mandated. And so if we don't stand up now, there's going to be nothing left to stand up for mm-hmm. even just maybe five years from now. So just remember, once they take away certain rights, they're never coming back. So go out and yeah. vote. Don't be afraid to stand up for, you know, what's important to you. Yeah. You don't have to be loud and crazy, but just take a stance. Because if you're not at least taking a stance, you're really just helping the other side. Right. Yeah. And so who's who in the coming elections do you think uh, people should look out for and support? Yeah. So the primaries are done. So Tudor Dixon took the, um, you know, took the primary for governor. Mm-hmm. And so I know that was a really divided race. You know, everybody wanted someone different. But I really have to stress that it's important to unite and as a party and as um, people and to get behind Tudor. Uh, John James is running. He's incredible. 
Um, and then just, you know, obviously, you don't have anybody to pick from now on the Republican side because the primaries are over, but just support the candidates. And I will tell you, um, if you can, volunteer some of your time because we need the volunteers. But also, my least favorite part of running this campaign was having to ask for money. Mm -hmm. And you have to ask because you can't, I mean, I self-funded a lot of it. And thank God a million times I was in a position to be able to do that. And I had wonderful people like Anthony that were, you know, willing to step up and donate and contribute because they realize this fight is so important. But we don't have enough of that. And so just know that it's so hard for us to ask. But, you know, if you have and you're willing, whoever you like, go out there, support them. If you can't give them your time. Give them a little bit of money. It goes yeah. a long way. The mailers are expensive. Mm-hmm. The signs are expensive. Mm-hmm. Everything we do costs money. Nothing is free. And if you want to win, I hate to say it, yeah. but it's really the money that will yeah. be the determining sure. factor in the success of a campaign. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like a business. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people yeah. just don't understand that, and I'm glad that you shed some light on it. But it is the money. It's like it's the war chest, yes. and that's why yes. you have people from outside of our districts or our area or our state dumping money into campaigns for the opposition to help them with their campaigns and and to help them win a seat. Yeah, I will tell you the Democrats are out fundraising us by millions. Oh yeah. Yeah. By millions. And the other issue that we're dealing with now is the data's coming out that um, Republicans are having to rely on mega donors because the donors, um, like just regular donors that typically like regular people, they're so disheartened with everything. They're, mm-hmm. They don't want to give their money. Yeah, wow. they're, yeah, they're beat. And that's a problem. Yeah. So that's why I say unite, unite, unite. Get behind these candidates. Support them. I know you're mad about certain races. I know people are mad about my race, but I'm not giving up. I'm not. I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sad. I'm mad. But you know what? Just like I took my frustration with the kids and the mandates and I turned it into a, a campaign, mm-hmm. I'm going to take the frustration now and do something bigger with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they probably they probably lost because they probably lost because you lost. Like they would have been maybe better off if you had been in a seat. Now you now you're a wild card. Now you're a. Free I can do agent. whatever I want. Yeah, because yeah, my my campaign manager and, and my analysts were like, oh, tone it down. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, but that's the whole reason I got here by not being toned down. They're like, yeah, yeah but now you tone it down, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, being told what to do again. But hey, yeah. I want to win. But I'll tell you what. In the commission, I can tell you they didn't want me in there because they knew I was going to get in there. Of and course. Yeah, they knew. That's why the Democrats are willing to help the Republicans in certain races because they don't want someone like me in yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so that's where we all come in to support these candidates and say, uh-uh, you don't get to decide for us. The people get to decide. Right. So. How, how do you how do you tell when a when a candidate is authentic? How, how what's well, what are some of the signs? You know, talk to them. Yeah. Ask them questions. Are they reachable? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I um, and are they working hard? I probably knocked from May to, to Tuesday. I probably knocked on over 3,000 doors. Jeez. Yeah, I, I went out. I walked. I talked to people. They loved that I was at their door. Mm-hmm. I said, ask me whatever you want. I'm an open book. You know, and um, pay attention to see if they change their stance on anything. Mm-hmm. If they do, then you know they're a little wishy-washy or maybe a little flaky. I never changed my stance on anything. Yeah. You know, people would ask me if I was pro-life. Yeah, you bet your butt I'm pro-life. And that's not going to change. I had people come at me, attack me. But I didn't waver in my stance. And you want a candidate that's not going to waver in their stance. Because what I've learned about politics is that you get genuine people like me that go in Mm -hmm. for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then they get in and they're like, oh, shoot, I got to do this to play ball. And I got to make this person happy. So you want someone that's going to get in there and not 
have the tendency to do that. Yeah, for the reason why they got in, they got voted, they got their votes because of their stance while they were running, campaigning. So let's exactly. stand by it. And that's and that takes me back to the, the money portion. If you want a candidate that's not going to be bought and paid for, you, you have to support them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we have to rely on PACs, and those PACs are going to come back and say, you need to vote this way because we supported you. Mm-hmm. That's just how politics works. But if you want, you want control to truly be in the people's hands, get out and help them on their campaigns. And if you can't physically help them, donate to their campaigns. Yeah. And that's how we take back our republic. Let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the Board of Education. Yeah. What can you uh, tell us about that and, and, and the fight that was going on there and, and the people in charge there, too? Yeah. So we have to keep in mind teachers are unionized mm-hmm. and unions t- tend to sway towards Democrats. And that's just the way they've always been. Um, our school boards are made up of teachers a lot of times, uh, principals, you know, different, sometimes not really parents, whereas now we're trying to make a push for that. Yep. I personally, um, my kids are private school, but I'm in the Wall Lake School District, and although my kids are private school, I still go to the school board meetings. Mm-hmm. I still, Amazing. yeah, I go and I fight. Because if we don't, and by doing that, we learned a lot. They get to do whatever they want when we're not there and yeah. present and fighting back and saying, oh, wait a minute, or questioning what they're doing. Everything flies under the radar. Same thing was happening in the commission. So with the school board races, we've got throughout the state and in a lot of different counties, we made a huge push. We got a lot of parents to run. Mm-hmm. So in my district, I know in Wild Lake, we've got really great parents running. But it's getting a little tumultuous because these pro-mandate parents found out that the anti-mask parents were running so they all jumped in the race and i've got like 10 people running in these races yeah and even on school board level it's so divided and it's sad but you know it is what it is i'm just glad we have people running but also support those candidates because they decide your they decide ultimately your children's fate if your kid is in a public school but it's not just the mandates understand they're pushing um crt in the curriculum And um, it's funny, at one of my school board meetings, you know, when I was got up there for public comment, I said, you know, when we asked you to teach our kids division, we were talking about math. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. Just teach the basics. Math, <laughs> science, reading. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I get in there and I, That's you great. know. Yeah. Oh, I've seen you. I love your passion. Yeah, you got to yeah. school them a little bit because yeah. they think they're smarter than you. They know yeah. more than you. And I'm like, no, no, no. So. Not for my kids, you know. Yeah, no. Yeah. And, um, and for other people's kids, I just care. I really care a lot. And I think that's yeah. where the passion comes from. And it, it makes me, it really makes it so easy to do what I'm doing because I really just care. Yeah. And you're just not going to, and I, and I care even more when it's a parent that's afraid to speak up. Cause I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to let them take advantage of you. I'm going to, I'm going to get up there for you. Don't yeah, worry. Nice. You know, so you know, just support the candidates. That's, that's, that's all I ask. The school board candidates need money too. Not as much, but. These days, who knows? Because the mm-hmm. Democrats are pouring money in everywhere to support their agenda. So, put a sign in the yard. Yeah, if you could put a sign in your yard, if you're not afraid to do that, I I I got so many signs in my yard. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and people people look to me to know who to vote for, so that's why I put the signs out too. So, like, you don't have to keep asking me; it's right there, so you know who to support. So, good advertisement right yeah. on your lawn. Right, right. <laughs> So what do you feel like the next, I know right now we said it's, it's been kind of chill with the mandates and yeah. life is somewhat back to normal. What, like, what do you see coming for? Well, so they've declared monkeypox a, uh, a global emergency since last week. And where? You know, global? California, did I see? Or? It came out from California and New York. 
And to be very frank, it's because they're having a bunch of gay orgies over there. Oh my gosh. Okay? That's how monkeypox <laughs> monkey spreads. It's male to male interaction, right? Or blood, whatever. So um, that's why it's coming from New York and um, San Francisco, they were saying, or somewhere in California. But um, it's just a power grab. It's just something for them to say, to push absentee ballots. Also, I will say in my race, we had so many people vote absentee. And while that's an issue, because we don't know if they're turning in one of them or five of them, mm-hmm. you know, that's an issue too. But um, again, to combat that, go out and vote. I say just be vigilant, pay attention, just just stay awake. Mm-hmm. That's all I ask. A lot of people are, you know, as soon as the mandates went away and people got comfortable, they, they were asleep at the wheel again. Yeah. You know, like I said, that's the whole, oh, you're being reactive. We got to be proactive. Join these parent groups. We've got Parents Against Mandates. I help with Wild Lake parents, uh, sorry, Wild Lake citizens against parental rights. That's the push for the school board and all that stuff. Um, so just get involved. It's, yeah. it's minimal time. Just get involved. Just how, do get, people, how, I'm sorry, how do people find the WhatsApp group, the Parents Against Mandates? So we're on Facebook under yeah. Parents Against Mandates uh, dash Oakland County. Mm-hmm. And we're on Telegram too. Um, it's been a little neglected because I've been running my campaign, but I plan on getting back into it now. And the telegram kind of fell off a little bit because the mandates kind of died down. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to revamp some stuff and things will pick back up. So, But telegram and Facebook is where you can find us. And just you can always find me too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like people just need to think for themselves. Whether you think X, Y, and Z, have your own thoughts, right? Yeah. That's like the biggest thing. Do some it's research. Not being just told what to think, but actually sit back and be like, do I agree with this? Do I think this is right? Not just because it's like a rule or right, a law. Right? right, exactly. And you touched on something very important. Do your research. Mm-hmm. And you asked me, how do we know what candidates to support? Look at their websites, look at their social media, call them, email them, ask them questions. There's just another person. Yeah. They're not any better than you. Just ask them, like Tudor Dixon, you know, were you there when we had lunch with her through um, the chamber? No. I can't remember. Okay. So I grilled her. Mm-hmm. I asked her something. She At a point, she was like, you know, she got a little, I'm like, sorry, I'm not trying to be mean, but I want to know, Yeah. you know, and I, and any of the candidates that I met, I did that with them because we're not in a position where we can afford to make the wrong decisions anymore Yeah. because now that's costing us a lot. It's, we got the wrong people in office, not the right people representing us. And so we're not standing up against the mandates, not standing up for our kids. So all these things matter now. And politics was a thing that you know, like you mentioned before, like, oh, I'm not really political, mm-hmm. but you're learning now, yeah. right? Because you have to. True. So politics now is like watching basketball. It's not, it's, it's a completely different world now. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah. creeped into sports. It's creeped into Everything. everyday life. It's, yeah. I, I mean, I was the least, you know, uh, political mm-hmm. dude ever, you know, and then, you know, Trump got in office and then it was like, you know, he was woke up everyone yeah that's where it started it just woke everyone up it was it was it was strange yeah he did us a favor because had hillary clinton won everything we're experiencing now would have already started happening compounded yes by we tenfold twentyfold because biden just can't do it he's he's a wreck well we know there's some cognitive issues there i mean he's falling off his bike falling downstairs and he can't even string a sentence together but you know when you've got the media on your side it helps a ton. Oh, yeah. And that's what oh, destroyed sure. Donald Trump, you know. Now, granted, he did a little, he stepped on his own foot quite a few times. Put his foot in his mouth a million mm-hmm. times, Yeah, of yeah. But the media destroyed him. Yeah. And the majority of people watch the news. Yeah. They yeah. watch TV. And it's, 
And that's ultimately what led to his demise is yep. people went out and voted. They weren't voting for Joe Biden. They went out and voted against Donald Trump. Yeah. And so it was Hillary. Oh, against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. saying correct, when he correct, lost correct. the second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. yep. But no it's interesting because he did use media to his advantage because he's such a great marketer. Yeah. And that's how he became successful. But mm-hmm. yeah, then it ended up, you know, they were using his words against him and, you know. He couldn't. Wait. You know what? He was never going to win. He couldn't do anything right. He it's couldn't say anything right. Against him anyway. It's a well-oiled it's machine. machine. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't matter what he did. Sure. But if you were someone who, like you mentioned, did their research, mm-hmm. like me, I would watch, you know, where he was spending money, not spending money. Mm-hmm. I would pay attention to what committees he was putting together. Like, people would say, oh, he doesn't do anything for women. No, Ivanka led a women's committee that they contributed. They probably, I think, over... It was over, I don't know, $6 billion just to give women money, entrepreneurial women to start businesses Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, and there's a reason that he got a lot of the Hispanic and the African-American vote because people were working, people were making money, they were investing, they were traveling. Things were good. So if you take that economy compared to right now, day and night, yeah, day and night. So he might have been whatever you want to call him. But he had good policies, and that's what was important. The people of the United States of America deserve to have a second term of him, whether it's his his popping off at the mouth or posting something ridiculous. The economy deserved it. The people deserved it. It, 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 He should have had a second term. I don't know if he's going to run again or not. Yeah, do we think he's going to run again? I know DeSantis is not. People were hoping, but he's saying that his wife is just coming off of, you know, the breast cancer. She's just now mm-hmm. healing, and so I don't think he'll run. I think Trump. I didn't think he would, but I'm starting to think he might. I'm curious why he's been so quiet. He's endorsing he candidates. To fade out. You don't want the excitement to fade. He wants to make a big bang when it's when it's closer. To yeah, and you know he probably smart. doesn't want to tip his hand because. Yeah. The de- when I tell you, They'll the Democrats are him. doing everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to indict him on stuff still. They're mm-hmm. trying oh, yeah. anything they can so that he can't run. Yeah. And so I think it's probably smart for him to stay quiet until yeah. he decides, if and when he decides yeah. that he's going to run and just kind of make that announcement. My guess, I think he was waiting for the primaries. Mm-hmm. And then, so now maybe we'll see something. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you can think of? No, no, nothing. Um Obviously, a huge thank you to you guys, all my supporters, everybody that was, you know, rooting for me and um, continue to root for me, but also the other candidates, too. Just, like I said, stay vigilant, get involved. And I know even for you that say, for you people that say, oh, politics isn't my thing, please make it your thing because it's a part of society now. It's ingrained and we have to get involved. And it's our duty to our children and our parents and grandparents and everyone family friends it's 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 not a joke it's no. not it's not a joke anymore i love that so get people to vote yes take a stance yes. on whatever you think whether you're for this or for that just yeah. you know yeah. have a stance about what you believe in yes um, respectfully respectfully yes yeah yes. people forget that sometimes what would you say we forgot to ask um what was like a challenge being in the chaldean community and running what would you say you know um I think Chaldeans are very competitive, which I love. It's I think that's what makes us ambitious. You know, it's how I am. But oftentimes we find ourselves getting competitive with each other. Yeah. And so if we could just cut shy away from that and just rally around our Chaldeans, support our Chaldeans, 
I just think we can move mountains. True. There's enough of us, and we're all, we've got so many successful entrepreneurs in our community. I just feel like we could do so much. So instead of, you know, and I hate to use the word jealous, but don't be jealous of someone that's doing something. Help them, support them, and then you know what? You go do it too. Mm -hmm. The biggest takeaway I wanted from what I'm doing is for other women to jump up and say, oh, she did it, I can do it. I'm not anybody special. But I just want people to see I was your average person and I hated politics, but here I am. So if I could do it, anybody could do it. I love that. Yeah. Such a good message. So well, you are special. So don't, don't yeah. sell yourself short there. You are special. Thank you. But thank that's you. a really, I mean, that's a really good point of like just women getting involved in our community. And yes. I love that you said like moving mountains. Mm -hmm. We do have so many successful, intelligent people in our community yeah. that can make big change. Yeah, um, and we're smart. It's in our blood. It it's is. in our blood to be ambitious and want to. We weren't made to, and that's okay if you're working in a corporate setting and you're working for someone. That's great. But even the ones working in the corporate setting, their majority are very successful. They, oh, they make yeah. change. Yeah, but you know what it is. Yeah, we have that work ethic. Yeah. do that. This generation is losing. You know, and so we have to pass that on because honestly, I, you know, I don't know what people are going to do without a strong work ethic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're so great in business, but we need to practice like our work ethic more in like the community creating change and helping others and, you know, being, right. being involved in politics. Yeah, absolutely. If it was not for my work ethic, honestly, I wouldn't have knocked down over 3000 doors mm -hmm. on 80, sure. 90 degree days. Like I was, yeah. I was dying. My husband would call to check on me. Are you still alive? I'm, yeah. like, I'm, I'm still kicking. So <laughs> that's a good that. husband. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that work ethic. Yeah. We like to close the show with the question. What does it mean to you to be Chaldean? So. Oh gosh. <laughs> you can take a moment. Such a loaded question. You know, for me, um, and I'm so proud to be Chaldean for me, it means, I don't know. I guess that I, what comes to my mind first and foremost is like that entrepreneurial spirit I was talking about. Mm -hmm. But it means to be a leader. I feel like we're we're bred to be leaders, you know, just in the way that we're raised and then, you know, the whole work ethic. But I don't know. What do some people say? What does it mean to them? It's everything. They're proud. Their family. Yeah. The food. <laughs> you know what? Family, Catholicism, yeah. all of that, the family unit. That's all the entrepreneurial work spirit, the work ethic, all of that. That's what it means to be Chaldean to me. And I'm so proud. I'm so proud to to be to have this ethnicity because honestly, I feel like if I if I wasn't Chaldean, I don't know would I have this strong work ethic, would I have this drive, this ambitiousness. I don't know. So I feel like that all ties into the Chaldean culture. I love that. Yeah. Well, look out for Monica the next time you vote. She'll yeah. definitely be running again. <laughs> She's such a powerhouse. Thank so you. thank you for just re representing our community yeah, and just absolutely. standing up for yeah. Thanks, the guys. right thing yeah. to do. Happy to do it. Be in yes. the voice. You yeah. can follow her. Um, is that Monica Utuma? Just your Instagram? Yeah. So um, I didn't get rid of the commissioner Instagram. It's just Monica Utuma official now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm told to keep that one still appropriate and yes. so that one's there because they don't want me to go away so it's there yeah uh it'll be there on facebook as well and then you can also look for parents against mandates on facebook thank you so much for thank being you. here thanks for having us sure. yeah. like follow subscribe and thank you guys for watching bye bye